Hello and welcome to the season four finale of The Great Outdoors. And I have the co-host that wasn't on the show for the entirety of season four. And that's Darcy. That's me. <laughs> Darcy's back. So we are going to just do a quick wrap up. We are uh, actually inside, uh, not outdoors <laughs> with a Z today. <laughs> and it's the first day of snowing, like as time of recording, November 14th. We got our first day of snow here in Edmonton. Uh, but yeah, we kind of, um, just the way things went towards the end of the summer there, we did uh, a couple days out at Wobman, uh, to see your dad kind of looking like we're going to start a new tradition out there. So we'll touch on that as well as we just got back from our November sixth annual November in the mountains trip, where we usually do some form of recording, but we didn't, uh, this time around again, just kind of the way it went. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to do a, a quick little review because we've been spending a lot of time up in tunnel mountain in Banff. Uh, for we did it September, our anniversary trip, as well as uh, just this past week in uh, two different resorts that are up there. And we're familiar, quite familiar with the other one that's up there, uh, the Douglas Fir. And I did in April, uh, the Buffalo Inn, I want to call it. I think it's called the Buffalo Inn. Yes. So that's all four of corners, if you will, of uh, Tunnel Mountain. So we're going to spend a bit of time talking about Tunnel Mountain and the campground and all that. So... Aside from that, you did a lot of traveling, but uh, not necessarily for, uh, you know, camping and so forth. But you were doing a lot of traveling. You've seen a lot of uh, the provinces over the last six or eight months, uh, specifically over this uh, time period that I was recording all of mine because I was doing the solo trips while you were gone. So, yeah, what can you, uh, I guess, tell the listeners about uh, what you saw, what you've been doing as far as, uh, yeah, your traveling and all that. Even though it was for work, you, did, you got to see some cool stuff along the way. Yeah, I sure did. Um, so the nature of my job, um, I have territory that I need to cover in uh, Winnipeg, all of Saskatchewan, uh, northern Alberta, and then uh, north and central Alberta as well. Um, and then I recently acquired some southern Alberta too. So three full provinces that I've been driving across um, due to COVID. I don't really like to fly if I don't have to. So I've been uh, putting lots and lots of kilometers on driving through the prairies over the last um, specifically over the last couple months, it's been really a lot of travel. Um, it's been about two and a half years of doing this though. So, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of kilometers put on kind of looking at the prairie skies and everything, which a lot of people kind of, uh, dismiss right away saying it's so flat and boring and everything, but you actually see some pretty cool stuff. If you keep your eyes peeled, that's for sure. Mm. Um, the sky is easily the biggest feature um, that you're going to see in these kind of drives. It just goes on forever. And if you happen to catch the sunrise or the sunset, it lasts forever. And some of the colors that you get are just incredible. So that's easily the number one feature of these road trips. <coughs> um, one of the other cool things that you see is um, you often see lots of birds. And when I say lots of birds, you're thinking like 20 birds on the side of the highway type deal. But I've literally seen thousands and thousands of birds all take flight off of a pond at the same time and it just creates this huge cloud that goes up into the sky it's like probably one of the coolest things i think i've seen in person so that's really neat uh lots and lots of wilderness on the highways and stuff um lots of deer lots of elk um, I've seen a couple moose like just trucking it through a cornfield once, which was cool. actually kind of terrifying because those things are freaking huge. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so there's lots of neat things to do and see that way. Um, there's lots of little roadside attractions and stuff. If you have the time to kind of stop and check some of them out, highly, highly recommend it. There's a really nice suspension bridge when you come out of Winnipeg. Um, there's a couple cool sand hills and like uh, hoodoo type areas in Saskatchewan. Um, there's all sorts of campgrounds. There's all sorts of hiking trails and stuff in Saskatchewan. You wouldn't really think it, but there's actually some really good river valleys and stuff in that area as well. Um, closer to Medicine Hat, there's some beautiful, beautiful views in the valleys and stuff like that. Just the rolling hills and the foothills of southern Alberta are absolutely fantastic. And then as soon as you go north um, in Alberta, so closer to Fort McMurray and stuff, you're going to see tons of bears, you're going to see tons of moose, you're going to mm. see tons of pretty much anything you can imagine. So yeah, you just got to keep your eyes peeled when you're on the open road, that's for sure. Well, you're saying too, like even Fort Mac, it's actually fairly underrated because everybody thinks like oil sands and like, oh, you're like up there, like destroying, destroying nature. When in fact, it's actually like the actual community of Fort Mac is like kind of based on like a couple of river valleys and, and all that. And it can actually be quite, quite nice, right? It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's got two main rivers running right through it and the walk, like they have a really nice setup, green belt and everything along the river. Uh, there's a really good um, discovery center and uh, interpretive trails, that whole kind of thing. Really, really good biking and walking in the whole nine yards. It's actually a really, really beautiful city. And the people up there are absolutely top notch. Like mm. they are some of the best people that I think I've met, like strangers on the street. So interesting it's kind of yeah i think everybody has a different uh like a preconceived notion of fort mac that it's you always hear like the derogatory terms or stereotypes you know the the rig the rig people obviously a bit uh, worse word than that <laughs> is used and you know i don't know you just have i i, I have a different uh in, impression of what goes on up there and how it looks and how the people would be so it's kind of uh, cool and refreshing and uh to know that it's it's different than uh than what i thought and um yeah, it's cool too when you're ranching in, in uh, like Saskatchewan. I think it's kind of, it's get a lot of people out here in Alberta that talk about how underrated it is for camping, for nice spots. I know you specifically like uh, Saskatoon as yeah. far as like uh, a community and a city and all that. Like what can you, what, what draws, what's the big draw about Saskatoon as far as like the outside and, and so forth? That's so funny. Um, I think of Saskatoon as like a tiny Edmonton, to be honest with you. It's just so pretty. It's the city of bridges and it absolutely is. There's a ton of bridges right on the river, cool. uh, right in the downtown core and everything. Um, some beautiful heritage buildings, really accessible, really nice farmers markets in the summer. And the people, again, just like Fort McMurray, they're just like... I guess Fort McMurray, they're resilient, so they're a different kind of friendly, but Saskatoon is like one of the friendliest cities I think I visit as well. Like they're just, they're just stellar people. Of course, there's riffraff everywhere you go. So I mean, you gotta pick and choose your battles, but yeah, um, yeah. Saskatoon has definitely been at the top of my list. And then I actually, as I'm coming to an end with my relationship on this uh, part of my career or whatever, I am uh, kind of starting to warm up to Regina as well. My last oh, yeah? couple trips there have been uh, really, really positive and they have the most beautiful little, um, it's like a four kilometer walking trail around Wascana Park. So it's like a really, really nice little lake and you can rent canoes and kayaks and paddle boards. Mm. There's, um, it's right on the ledge ground so you can see the legislature building. There's um, a nice little cafe. There's like a pub that overlooks the water. Like it's just, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's got everything you need. Yeah, I remember you were mentioning that one actually because it's, and that's like the capital of, uh, 
of Saskatchewan, right? So it's got like the parliament buildings and you can kind of see those. And yeah, yeah so that one kind of, it was a little more unassuming, right? Whereas Saskatoon, yeah, it's got like the, the river valleys and the bridges. So it kind of like catches your eye right away. Whereas Regina is a little bit more laid back or a little less assuming, I guess, right? Absolutely, yeah. So that's cool. And yeah, and it, you didn't touch too much on Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg's got those two crazy ass lakes. I know you didn't have a chance while you were there. You were literally living and breathing work uh when you were out there right so but yeah winnipeg like what you say about it is you never got to those two lakes just north of winnipeg are just massive they are crazy um, when you fly into winnipeg that's yeah. all you can see for like yeah. 10 straight minutes is just lake winnipeg which is pretty crazy i've heard amazing things about it never actually been there but right. um yeah when i was matt's talking about um i was there for 42 straight days and i worked every single day and it was yeah. kind of disgusting um, but I had a really nice Airbnb right downtown in Osborne Village. For those of you who are Winnipeggers, you'll know exactly where I'm talking about. Um, so I was like a 10 minute walk away from the Forks, which is kind of this outdoor, there's lots of um, like street vendors, there's um, uh, art installations, there's uh, walking trails. It's very, very um, native driven. Like there's just lots of culture and everything there. So there's lots to see and do and explore. So that was really cool. Um, there's probably about 18 different rivers in the city, it seems like. So you're constantly crossing a bridge here, there, everywhere. So there's lots of that going on in that little area as well. Um, and then it's kind of the gateway to all the different sections of the city and everything. So it's kind of like the hub, the heart of Winnipeg, right in that little area. And it's just outside of downtown, which is kind of a little bit shadier of a spot. So mm. yeah, really, really interesting. There's so much going on in Winnipeg. I don't have the greatest relationship with Winnipeg just because of the nature of my job, but the yeah. actual city is just, it's beautiful. It's its very, very old and it's got a ton going on all the time. Ton of character, right? Yeah, so absolutely. We talked about it's a, kind of like a uh, hub for people that are first coming to Canada because it's... Uh, yeah, that's you know, where immigration is, yeah. Right, immigration is there and a lot of people end up staying there as far as like there's quite the diverse... Uh, you know, demographic out that way too, right? Because people decide, okay, well, it's, hey, it's got everything that we need out here, right? So it does. And it's got a really, really strong uh, food culture there. So there's any sort of restaurant you can think of is pretty much on every single block. Um, and then a lot of uh, music gets started there too. A lot of people are from Winnipeg who are in the music industry at this point too. So for sure, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, for considering how big Winnipeg is. Uh, there's a, a lot has come out of it, right? Uh, it's for, yeah, like the Guess Who, Neil Young, um, it's obviously come to top of mind. If you're into uh, pro wrestling, uh, Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, so quite a bit of a, considering like per capita, it's turned out quite a few, uh, quite a few athletes and musicians and, and people of the sort, so... Yeah, cool. And then, yeah, so that's, uh, it's, I guess, the highlights of, of your travels the last little bit. Um, just trying to think what else we haven't filled in on. We did, for my 40th birthday, we did uh, Dead Man's Flats, the camping, the campsite, which is Three Sisters Campground, which we've talked about a lot here on walkthroughs, like during the winter when we were out down there with the dogs uh, staying at the Copperstone. So we actually got to stay there uh, this year as a family for my 40th birthday, uh, which is in August. And we had a couple of just beautiful, perfect nights there. 
and we stayed in one of the uh, the walk when we did the walk through. I think was it nineteen or eighteen? Eighteen. Eighteen, yep. right off the Bow River, but just receded in a little bit, so uh, you still have the privacy, and you're not like right on the river. So when people were walking by, it was just perfect. Uh, it was like, yeah, definitely our our best camping trip of the season, I would think. And uh, I got like this is Luna as uh, that was her first two nighter, Luna, our Mexican street dog that we have, and she did great. And Bentley as well. Obviously, he's a camper through and through. He's been with us as he just turned six uh, this past summer. So we had a great time there. And yeah, just talking about so Tunnel Mountain for our anniversary trip in September. We stayed at Tunnel Mountain Resort. Had a great loft there and just being right off of uh, Tunnel Mountain Campground, which is amazing. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then just this last week, we went basically uh, part of the walking trails that we did uh, ended up going past Hidden, I was about to call it the wrong name, Hidden <laughs> Ranch Resort. No, my no. God, <laughs> Hidden Ridge Resort. We keep mixing up with the Hidden Valley Ranch, which is like the... Uh, that's not right. That's clear, yeah, that's a, that's a food product that we have. <laughs> That we, we see it, then we, we started jokingly calling it that, and now we're like confused what the name is. And about. now we don't know what the actual name yeah. is. <laughs> Hidden Ridge Resort is the name. So we, we Hidden just. Hidden Valley Ranch. Hidden Valley Ranch, like I said. <laughs> so we were seeing it that, and uh, years ago we did Douglas Fir uh, quite a bit, which is like basically across the street. Essentially, it's like Hidden Valley Ranch, followed by, <laughs> followed by the, uh, what is it, the hostel. And then on the other side of the hostel is, uh, is Douglas Fir. Douglas Fir. I think it's seen a little bit better days because there's a lot of what was big about that that's kind of been shut down due to COVID, like the little grocery store and the liquor store. I, I water pretty, slides. Water slides, all that stuff that kind of like brought the families up there have basically been shut down, uh, you know, indefinitely. So that kind of sucks. Uh, but, and then I, I stayed in like this past April in the Buffalo Inn. I want to just call it the Buffalo Inn. It's the one that's kitty corner to the hostel. Uh, so basically, we've done that that entire quadrant. We've stayed in all four of the uh, of the places up there. So we're gonna just kind of quickly go through. Uh, my favorite, I still like the Douglas Fir, but we haven't stayed there for quite a while. So I think that out of the ones that we stayed, if I were to rate them, I would do t uh, Tunnel Mountain Resort first, uh, uh, the Buffalo second, and then the uh, Hidden Ridge third. Hidden Ridge was good. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think just mainly because, like, that Tunnel Mountain one, we had great. It's a two-story. We had, like, the loft with the great couple balconies. Like, so it might have been just the uh, uh, the facilities. They all have wood-burning fireplaces, which are amazing. And they all have crazy wicked trails just right off of them. But, yeah, what was your kind of take on them as far as, like, which ones are the best? Um, I didn't stay at the Buffalo, so I can't comment on that one. But, yeah, the um, – what was the one – that you just said. Sorry, I can't remember. What uh, so Tunnel Mountain Resort. Yeah, Tunnel yeah. Mountain Resort was my favorite for sure. Yeah. And like you said, we haven't stayed at the Douglas Fir in so long. I can't even remember what it's like. I mean, yeah. I've been living in hotels for two years now, so they all kind of blend together anyway for me. So for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I love that there's wood wood burning fireplaces in the two Tunnel Mountain ones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just like the views and the overall layout of the uh, Tunnel Mountain one the best. Yeah, it was it was amazing. They're all. All uh, good. I think this just if we were to talk service levels as well, just like the uh, Tunnel Mountain was was great. Douglas Fir always treats as well. A uh, little bit of a mix up with uh, Hidden Ridge. Oops, whatever. It was all good by the end there. But um, 
and then yeah, Buffalo, same thing. So yeah, it's cool. Like they all, all four of them, just to be clear. I think Banff does basically every place seems to have like wood burning fireplaces, which is amazing. And free wood. And free wood, yeah. So uh, versus like Jasper, we always do like the comparisons, Jasper to Banff, Jasper being the north side uh, of the Canadian Rockies and Banff being the south side. And um, yeah, Jasper doesn't have too many like wood burning fireplaces, which is weird. It's always like the electric ones or whatnot. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was great, and it, the uh, the actual Tunnel Mountain uh, campsite is just ginormous. Uh, we we don't usually stay there uh, because it's not the best for tenting or for uh, even for vans. It's definitely like the RV area is just phenomenal, and uh, so we walked through there. It's like man, there's still people camping. There was probably a good twenty people camping up there because uh, it's year-round camping. In uh, I want to say section two was it. Yeah. Yeah. Village two. Village two. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's got like twenty one yurts, which are like those kind of like teepee, not teepees. That's not the right description. Uh, no, just like little structures with like canvas over them, basically. Yeah, I guess in a sense that sounds like a teepee, but yeah, it's yeah. different, different shape. Different shape, but exactly, but similar concept, I guess. And yeah. very, very simple on the inside. We were able to see in one of them, and it's just like a couple bunk beds and a table, basically. Exactly. So. And then the barbecue outside and a bear locker and, and yada yada. So they're super cool. It's kind of like just an upgraded camping. I think they're about 80 or 90 bucks. Uh, usually you'll see them, like, for example, at Two Jack Lake in Banff, uh, you'll see one, or you'll see like, you know, three or four. I think there's maybe five or six out at Elk Island, that kind of thing. But uh, Tunnel Mountain, there's 21 uh, yurts. So pretty cool. Actually, really cool. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun walking through there. We did, a, speaking of hoodoos, we did like the hoodoos trail a few times, which is just off of Tunnel Mountain. And uh, you can see the Fairmont way off in the distance. You can see like the Banff Golf Course, the Fairmont Springs Hotel, like the whole nine yards. That hotel has some cool history. If you're a history buff or like old buildings, definitely google that one because it is worth it what was it it's uh, started in like 1880s um it uh construction was completed in 1888 it was shut down for a fire for a couple years in 1928 and then it was shut down for the war until 1945 and then it's been going strong ever since well you had mentioned uh, i think in the 60s people kind of fell out of love with it because it was like dated at that point yeah, people, it was like, yeah, it was an old hotel, so people didn't really want to stay there anymore. But now it's come full circle, and it's kind of a historical site. It's vintage, what's old is new type dealio. So yeah. it's a premium hotel now. Like, the cheapest room I was able to find over the last couple of weeks started at $500. So Yeah, crazy. And that's just a queen bed in a hotel, basically. But it is beautiful. If you ever get the chance to go, absolutely go. You can go through the lobby and stuff and just kind of take a look around. There's a whole bunch of different shops you can go shopping. Um, when I was there one time, I saw an artist actually painting a picture like live in like a studio and everything. And you could like go up and talk to him and stuff. It was pretty so cool. cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, Banff is, uh, we were pretty impressed with it because we're usually favored Jasper. But uh, just the last few trips, we've been doing Banff a lot the last probably year, I'd say. And it's that area. And yeah, there's just, just an abundance, like so many trails and, and, uh, you know, that being that close to Can Canmore as well, and Canmore's got kind of got a really cool vibe to it as well. Very different uh, than Jasper or Banff, and being so close to it. Uh, so, like that whole area is just great. And so, Kananaskis yeah, Canonascus as well. Canonascus, yeah, which is what we did. Um, we really should have done some more shows here, <laughs> but we did the um, 
There's a Nordic spa in the Kananaskis country, which is just uh, before you get to Canmore, uh, you head south on this highway, and it's just gorgeous. And there's a whole area in there, a whole, like, fishing community, I guess, for lack of a better term. There's a bunch of, like, campsites and, like, cabins and everything imaginable. And then you get to the top of this one area, and there's, like, a Nordic outdoor spa with, like, a, what, four or five different hotels up there and, like, little shops. And it's just, like, a whole community up there, too. And it was just perfect. Absolutely. You can rent bikes. There's tennis court. There's, yeah, there's anything you can imagine up there. It's perfect. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. So that's kind of filling in the blanks for everything that we've done in the last little bit, just to kind of wrap up the season here on a, uh, uh, like, you know, on an official note. I have one more that we forgot to mention. Too. Oh, yeah. So I did go on a solo, or not a solo camping trip, but a trip apart from Matt as well. So I met up with my dad over the summer um, and we went to, oh, we started on Kootenai Lake because my dad does live in Creston. So he's right off of Kootenai Lake and he's got a boat. Uh, so we went on uh, Kootenai Lake for a little bit, but it was so smoky that we couldn't mm. even tell what way we were going for part of it. So we had to pack it in early. And then we had a little mini family reunion in Blind Bay, which mm. is uh, just a little bit, um, I guess it'd be like northwest of Salmon Arm. Um, we stayed at a really nice little RV resort called Finns with a Z, which nice. I really like. Nice. I really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, really, really nice campground, really good facilities, free shower, or no, dollar showers, um, really clean bathrooms, uh, full hookups, the whole nine yards. And then right across the street is uh, Finn's Bar, which is a really nice little outdoor pub. You can overlook the lake, the whole nine yards. And then there's a dock. Um, so my dad and my uncle uh, dock their boats there for the week. And we just go rip around whenever we wanted. Unfortunately, both their boats died on this trip, which is kind of weird that they both died on the same trip. Yeah. Um, but it was still fun anyway. So highly recommend Finn's Resort in Blind Bay, BC. Blind Bay, yes. And that was what led you to Dead Bands on the way home. And then you decided, you're like, oh man, it's like perfect. So then yeah. you called upon the rest of your family to come meet you and it was tremendous. Absolutely, yep. And yeah, speaking of meeting your dad, I guess just the last thing, we'll comment a little bit on the, the Wobbleman trip. So that was kind of our, our year ender. So another two-nighter. Out at Wobman, it uh, looks like it's going to be like kind of a new family tradition. We're going to be out there. So next year we'll be more diligent about uh, recording some some uh, episodes while we're out there. We'll get my dad on. He's got all sorts of things to say. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think one of the only the, the big like reviews that we got on Apple Podcast was uh, giving us a shout out for covering Wobbman Lake. So... Uh, so that was cool. Uh, so obviously there's some interest for it. Uh, Wadman's very cool. Obviously that's like our main uh, closest to Edmonton Lake we go to. So we spent a couple nights, I think at the end of September, and it was just perfect. Just exactly what you'd want. Uh, fairly sunny. Got a little bit of rain here and there, but nothing major. Uh, most of the trees had turned by that point. And yeah, just a nice setup. Uh, we were in like, I think around like the 180s, somewhere in there. And Darcy's family had uh, already rented a huge leg in the sort of the back area of Wobbin Provincial Campground, like in the 230s, like in that back section there. Uh, so yeah, and then we just uh, had a couple nights out there like that and just had a bunch of people. It was really cool because uh, they had basically, what, four or five sites or at least three I think we were supposed to have four. We ended up going down to three because my uncle couldn't make it last right, minute. Right, but so. yeah, we had whatever it was. I think we had all together, there was probably nine or ten adults and five kids yeah. um, all included so we had some pretty massive uh, mealtime preps and yeah uh, just really good time around the campfire roasting marshmallows and hot dogs and telling ridiculously long stories and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff so yeah it was it was fun for it sure was, yeah 
So yeah, that's basically our uh, like our outdoor excursions that we've had of late and what uh, Darcy's been up to over the summer. She has obviously, we've been kind of doing the uh, separate uh, separate vacations and just uh, excursions and trips and so forth. So that is it for I guess season four of The Great Outdoors. And we'll come back at you next spring when we do our typical daylight savings in the mountains trip. Darcy, anything left to say? Nope, looking forward to another spectacular one next year. Thanks for listening, The Great Outdoors. <laughs>